K to the second letter with a special edition, special cloth, baby. You feel me? Top shelf. You know what I'm saying? You know the vibes. We have something creme de la creme, okay? Caviar for y'all today. But before I get into that, let me please just take just just ten seconds. Oh All of these ten seconds. I I just it's too. I, I can't I can't not do it, bro. I can't not do it. I am sitting across from none other than I mean the dream mean machine, he who cannot be defeated or deleted and loves to be greeted. <laughs> ironically. I guess, <laughs> yes, ironically. <laughs> Don't we all do me a favor and make some noise for my best friend, partner in crime, I mean the dream, Hudson. Yeah. You're not doing it for me. You're not. Okay, okay so this is what we want to move straight into. Because we got some stuff to talk about, some stuff to deal with, because we have a guest today, like uh -oh, I told uh -oh. y'all, top shelf. Top shelf. You feel me? Premium. <laughs> you premium know what cuts. I mean? These are the premium cuts. These are the cuts. premium cuts. Talking diamond medallion. Right, right. You feel me? This is Jacob and Company. You feel me? I don't we're know talking Jacob is, is popping anymore. He is. But that's what we do on Southside Rabbi, though. If we're going to brag, we're going to not brag on ourselves, we're going to brag about the people that we bring on, how right. great they are. We have the privilege to have none other than the Armenian, I almost said gangster, but that <laughs> would be a real category that he would want to avoid. Because uh, right. I heard them Armenian gangsters. Ain't no joke. <laughs> you flicked them up with the Russian mafia? That's a wrap. <laughs> but we have the man, the myth, the legend, entrepreneurs, entrepreneur, your favorite Christian rapper's favorite rapper who is a Christian and also a Christian rapper. I don't know how he does that. He's amazing. Um, but he has a, a, a amazing show that has in a lot of ways become one of the central voices to our culture, particularly right. those who find themselves name the name of Jesus and trying to wade through the issues of the, of the, uh, of the day. It's been long overdue. But he was able to clear his schedule. He actually canceled his meeting with Donald Trump to be here. <laughs> so I'm actually very, very, we, we feel very honored. Because um, you know what? I don't South like Sire. that. I don't like that he canceled it for the two Southside was, was wrong. rabbis. <laughs> don't know. Not even, I'm not Jewish, but <laughs> rabbi in the name. Don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, Ruslan, you just lost a huge, huge opportunity. We're never going to get You're fired. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Southside <laughs> Rabbi Tribe, make some noise for Ruslan. Hey, wow. that's the homie. Hey, that's man, the, hey, man. How you feeling, listen, big that's, dog? That's, that's, that's the best... That's the best introduction I've ever I've ever had. <laughs> That's what um, we aim to do every time. I'm very I'm very excited to be here. I'll I'll be honest. I came here with one objective, and okay. that's to tell the 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 Southside Rabbi universe anybody that cares about me personally. I have a specific agenda with being here. We talk a lot about okay. a, a, agendas, and the agenda is this. Okay, I am in my feelings that the only guys getting metal out here, the only guys getting plaques out here. Is KB and Andy Minio. So what I need people to do is I need everybody to go run up the church clap record by KB. Hey. And we need to bring some gold home for Southside Rabbi one time. We need a gold hey. record yes. for KB from 2012, but it's close. I've, right. I've, 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 I've heard the rumblings. It's close to going gold. Yes. So I'm here to tell everybody to go run that record up. I run it up. I actually <laughs> listen to the record when we're on the gym. And uh, Church clap? Yes, Church Clap. It comes up and uh, KB Playlist. Can I ask you a question, Ruslan? Sure. What race do you consider yourself? My ethnicity is Armenian. I'm culturally Armenian. So right. my dad is full Armenian. My mother is adopted by an Armenian family, which is why I'm so fair-skinned. We don't know what her actual ethnicity is. I'm actually going to run the, what is it, the 23andMe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. Find we out what she, what, what she is. Uh, and, 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 and something interesting is that the Armenian genocide of 1915 just yeah. got recognized by the Biden administration, which was a huge, wow. huge oh, wow. deal. Yeah, so Obama promised it. Uh, Trump uh, didn't sign it. They they passed it through the Senate and Congress. Trump didn't sign it, and it finally got it finally got acknowledged. Which our international relationships are now tense with Turkey, which is one of our mm. biggest allies there. Long story short, it's a, it's a, you know it's a big deal, and it it it, it was the genocide that Man, influenced Hitler. 
And, wow. and wow. It, it potentially sets up Armenian people to potentially get reparations, which is which Whoa. is a whole nother wow. thing. Which I don't know if I'm in I would get any reparations. Um you, I think you'd have to like trace it. I don't know how it all works, but it's a big deal just just for it to be acknowledged. Yes, Heck yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Over one point two million Armenians were um were massacred in the, the genocide and displaced. So so me and my family actually so I'm Armenian, but we actually grew up in Azerbaijan, which Turkey mm. and Azerbaijan, they they call it uh one nation, two states is kind of mm. like the modern right. so I grew up in Azerbaijan and then we came out here as refugees because of this continued ethnic tension between the Arzis, the, the uh, Azerbaijanians, and the Armenians. Right, right, wow. right, right. Man, that's wow. deep. I had heard about that genocide, but mm. I had no idea it was a million. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I, the, yeah. the, I mean, that's weighty, bro. Yeah. That's and certainly. Ironically enough, the Turkey people, are, the Turkish people, are upset because they don't view it as a genocide. They just view it as like, right. oh well, it was a war and just conflict. Well, we all lost people, and so they, there's been most historians agree that it was a genocide. But then there's like the alternate version of history, sure. and right. then it turns into gaslighting. And right, it wasn't really a genocide. You know what I mean? What are you just uh, you making it up? Don't be a victim. Right, right? it's it's, it's right. similar. Uh, see some of the same similar rhetoric you hear towards the black community in America. Right. Yes, that's exactly yes. what that sounds like. Yes, and the same type of revisionist history too. That's right, <laughs> because they're, they're coming here wearing a Confederate flag shirt. I'm like, hey man, why are you wearing that shirt? Oh man, Southern pride. Oh, you know, iced tea, fried chicken, you know, what and I'm hanging blacks. <laughs> so, um, so if we get <laughs> this man is crazy. No, just, <laughs> he's crazy. Super glad to have you here, Ruslan. I think one of the things that we wanted to to, to spend our time talking to you about is some of the hot takes that your um, podcast has brought to the good people of our country, brother. Uh, <laughs> okay. You have certainly leaned into some, some stuff. Now, let's start with Bryson Gray. Shout out to Bryson Gray. Bry Bryson Gray. Shout out, you shout out to him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. It's no, it's no uh, bad blood at all. We have a block party for our patrons where right. we, we, we kind of hang out with our patrons. We eat yep. a good meal mm -hmm. uh, and we just kind of chop it up, chew the fat kind of thing. And uh, we had him on and um, for like two hours, mm -hmm. three hours, yeah. our producer is putting up a three right now, three and a half. Wow. And it, it seemed was, like three um, and a half hours. It was a fantastic display of unfruitfulness <laughs> and... <laughs> I had Bryson on for four hours, four and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, that four hours and felt like we went nowhere. Yeah. Um, one of the things I admire about you is your ability to, to have conversations with people you disagree with, but actually make progress right. in the convo where, mm -hmm. you know, where, where us, we, we typically get caught in the, in the weeds, you know what I'm saying? It could be one of those things where it's like, man, you just said 10 things. I'm not saying that Bryson said 10 things wrong, but I'm just saying, let's, for example, someone said 10 things wrong. It's just very difficult for us to be like, let's just pick one of those things. Right. <laughs> We're like, no, 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 let's go back to the beginning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we admire, we admire your ability to be able to discern what people want. What is the, the main tension point? But let me ask you, when you go into these interviews, when you're like bringing someone onto your platform, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then exposing them. Because for better or for worse, now your audience knows who this person is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If they didn't know before. Mm -hmm. What are you doing when you bring them on? And how has it been so effective for you? I think the best ideas win. So I'm not threatened by ideas that are different than mine. Mm. Whether that's, uh, I don't know, a hyper-charismatic position, a hyper-fringe conservative position, I don't I don't find those positions to be superior. And so because I don't find them to be superior, I'm not threatened to have a conversation with someone who views things differently than me. And I ultimately right. think, hey, let, let people decide. We need more conversation. We need more dialogue. We need more folks connecting and, and, and building on where do we find common ground and where and where do we differ? And so with the conversation with Bryson Gray, you know, we a lot of it was you, you kind of saw okay he denies the trinity he denies jesus as god he doesn't think he deals with lust Hold he up. doesn't think that lust uh you know the adultery thing when jesus talks about adultery he doesn't think that that passage if you commit uh lust in your if you have lust in your heart you committed adultery he doesn't think that applies 
to single people. He only thinks that applies to married people. Well, therefore, if you understand that, then you would understand why he's so uh, intense against people of different sinful persuasions. I'll just say right, that right. much, right? And I, and I'm yeah, I'm just not threatened by uh, alternative ideas, and nor do I think all of my ideas are the best ideas. I, sure, I keep a sure. very simple core view of god and the world and the rest of the stuff i'm just be like oh well i don't know maybe it's this way maybe it's that way i'm open to having conversations and i think now when we're so polarized and we're so divided i actually think it's very helpful for people to connect have tough conversations and and uh and hear other sides because ultimately the best side is going to you take away what you want from from the best side, and I, I wish if we I wish we did more of that. Honestly, I wish we sure. did more of that, and I was pumped that to hear that you guys had a conversation with him. And I yeah. also know that not everyone stays who they are in the moment. Like I think Bryson Gray can be someone totally different after pursuing God, you know, or hopefully my heart for him is if five years from now, he's a different person than he is after kind of, you know, being involved with churchianity for a year or two, that would be my heart for him. And I don't know if that's true, but that would be my heart for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. What we've seen online, we just finished an um, a episode on critical race theory, which will be probably one of, of, of three episodes we're going to do on critical race theory. But what we have found is that there are in a, a number of people who have no idea what critical race theory is. Absolutely. And they'll hear me and I mean say, hey, well, listen, we're, we're believers and we feel like we don't really got to, like, our, like, my, like my, my homie Curtis says, we don't really bang with, with CRT like that. We don't feel like mm-hmm. it's necessary mm-hmm. for our pedagogy. Like we, mm-hmm. we can do, we've been doing what we were doing without CRT. Mm-hmm. But I hate to sound like I'm defending it because you don't know what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. me explaining it to you mm-hmm. is going to necessarily sound like a defense because you're misrepresenting it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sorry. And I have watched leader after leader, especially in this past week when it went when it went viral right. uh, on Twitter. Because of what's going on with the schools. People yeah. showing up out of nowhere. We're going to ban critical race theory. We're going to fight against critical race theory. Critical race theory is destroying the church, blah, blah, blah. For real. And then when you ask them, well, what is it? They can't explain it. But what gave them the motivation to say something about it is they know that it's red meat for their yeah, for their, I call for them, their I call them red meat tweets or red meat uh, yes. content where it's like I know that my my following they're gonna my, eat this up they're gonna love it so yeah. or playing all the greatest hits I also call it like Facts. you're just playing all the greatest hits that you know they're gonna like and then you just <laughs> right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? right right and there's not and I, I mean I even felt that like you know you know Ben Shapiro um, who is an, is is a is a sharp thinker, bro. Like yeah. he, the the man has a, has a mind on him for mm-hmm. sure. He's definitely mm-hmm. not. Yeah, he's not an idiot. Not at all. And his stuff on abortion and uh, other things that he talks about, we're like, yo, wow. Mm-hmm. But then you'll see him stepping outside of his discipline and start talking about like social studies mm-hmm. or or even history. Yeah. Uh, or 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 you know th- things uh, a- even anthropology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you hear him debating people who are experts in this, right? Mm-hmm. Sounding like, like, like this isn't the the stalwart guy with the mind that's so big yep. it can barely get through a in, through a door frame, like. But you're yeah. saying this because you know your people want to hear that. Right. My right. question to you, Ruslan, is what do you we we talk about the polarization, mm-hmm. we talk about the the fact that folks are category like they're, they're you're in your squad, your team, mm-hmm. right? I'm on my team, your tribe, yep, pro or, or not, right? What what do you think we ought to be doing in helping to loosen those bounds and mm-hmm. and and sort of blur the lines between these uh, you know sort of polarized sections? Well, I think I think a Jesus when he says wisdom will be proven right by her children. Mm. So they accuse wow. Jesus of you're a drunkard and you're a sinner and you're a glutton and you're a friend of tax collectors. And he said, okay, well, wisdom will be proven right by her children. So to me, how does this play out? How does this, like, how does this legitimately Mm, play out in your life? If you, if you're, if you're so polarized and you're so team, whatever, uh, systemic racism doesn't exist. Okay. Respect. How's that going to play out in your day to day life? How's that going to play out at Thanksgiving dinner? How's that going to play out at, at Christmas dinner? 
How's that actually gonna play out for you? And again, so that, that I say, hey, fine, you believe that now, we'll see how that looks five years from Ooh, now. If you're on the right. other end of the spectrum, ah, there's no, you know, there's uh, sexuality is fluid. Yep. There's right, no, right. Da, 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 you know, I'm just going to hook up. And does God really care if I have sex before I'm married? Does it really matter if I cohabit cohabitate? Wisdom will be proven right by her children. We'll see how right. that plays out for you in 10 years when you have a mess of a personal life, right? And, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not I'm not threatened by someone's alternative view because I've been walking with the Lord. I'm 36. I've been walking with the Lord almost 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know how the, that both of these stories end. I know how right, this right. plays out. I know what the cool kids in high school are doing now that they're not cool <laughs> in high school and uh, how right, that played right. out. That's and right. I know how the weirdo hyper conspiracy folks played out and I mm -hmm. know what they're on, you know? And so it's interesting you bring up Ben Shapiro, specifically with him, it, does, it didn't even take an expert to, to, to check him. I, I did a video of him talking to Joe Rogan about racism and Joe Rogan's oh, not a sociologist and Joe Rogan right, right, checked right. him like yes. Joe Joe Rogan who's a sports commentator checked him on like no Ben this isn't how it actually works yeah. hey this is how it it's, it's it actually plays out and I did a whole reaction video to that mm. So I don't even think it takes an expert. I just think it takes having dialogue with somebody and conversing with someone and and anyone that's willing to converse you realize that you're you, a lot of people, we want the same things. If you really think about what we want, like we want right. the same thing. We want a safe society. We right. want, we do want equal access to opportunity. I would say right. only people on the very far end of the fringes of the right would say that they don't want equal access to opportunity. It's just what we're assessing and how we're assessing the solutions are right. different. So like a Ben Shapiro would be like, I want kids to have equal access to the same opportunity. Right. I think that public uh, school funding, a third of public school funding being funded by property taxes isn't well. That's why conservatives like uh, school choice. School choice, yeah. Right. Right. When, and it's like, okay, respect. However, are you willing to put the bread to get the schools to drive kids into other neighborhoods? Are you right. willing to, to, to for the buses? Are you willing? Like I had a friend in Arizona, they had school choice, and it was a, uh, a charter school with the caveat that they didn't have school buses and the kid, the parents had to drive the kids off. You couldn't even yeah. walk. You had to get dropped off by a parent and they yes. weren't doing free lunches. And yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, school choice, charter school, but you're, intention, you're not intentionally, maybe you're unintentionally pushing away a demographic of kids that probably sure. need this, this school because you sure. don't want right. to provide. And so I would say, okay, cool, you down with school choice? Are you down to provide free lunches and free transportation for kids that actually need it? Right. And, that, and that's how you, you, we could get to the the heart of it is like, do we, yes, do we want similar things? We do want similar things, but how do we get there? What are the pathways to get there? Right. Um, and I think that's 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 the part. And with CRT, someone asked so me good. about CRT, and I said, hey, like it depends on the conclusions of CRT. Like right, if right, CRT right. or or, or um, racial sensitivity training is there to shame white people and make them feel like they're a subhuman uh, species that are responsible yeah. for all the ills of society. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody, I don't know a single black person that's like, yeah, white guilt, it's good for you, right? Yes. Right, but it, right, but, drink but it. The, yeah, but if the, the, the conclusions of racial sensitivity training is, your dumb butt not coming up to my wife and asking her to touch her hair. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Fall for it. Don't 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 be dumb. Don't be a goofy. If you know, or, or asking to touch my son's hair or saying something goofy about oh his skin complexion. I wonder how dark he's gonna be. Right. Like we're saying the, you're pretty for a black woman. Oh. Yes. Yes. So if CRT or racial sensitivity training can mitigate some of the goofy, awkward things that folks say, I think there's there's value in it. If it's you're evil and you're terrible and you need uh -huh. to own all of the issues of society because you're white. I don't I don't think that's a conclusion that most people would agree with. Like, I don't think right, majority right. of people would be like, yay, white people need to be ashamed. Again, I think we're taking the very fringe end of the spectrum and then and weaponizing that voice Facts. to say this. And then I don't I just talked to Dr. Eric Mason and, and, yeah. and a lot of folks mm -hmm. are like, we've never even heard of CRT. Until well, after a, a George lot is Floyd. an understatement. A lot may be an understatement. <laughs> the majority. And and honestly, the majority of um <laughs> it's not even just the majority of folks like us, like when we were dealing with these issues, have never heard of CRT. But the majority of, of anti-CRT people never heard of CRT. They haven't. They would they, they, they you know so, what I'm saying? What I heard was what was interesting, um, because I kind of entrenched myself in the when the when CRT came on the table as 
basically uh, like Iran's nuclear uh, program, I started to like listen to the people that were saying, guys, listen, we're all going to die. We have to do something about this. And what they're saying is this is what that thing that folks have been doing that we felt uncomfortable about mm -hmm. talking about, you know, white privilege, yeah, white about privilege or, racism. or systemic or whiteness, right. Apart as a construct, from, mm -hmm. a whiteness apart from being Caucasian, but whiteness right. existing as something else. Mm -hmm. All of that is coming. Cause people are like, where is this coming from? Where's this coming from? They're like, Oh, there's the thing. It's critical race theory. Mm -hmm. This is what we've been feeling uncomfortable with. Now we finally have a name. We can name it. But if you're talking to the average person who was living in this with outside of power, right? Mm -hmm. You're outside of power. You're having all these conversations, but it's not on CNN. Mm -hmm. what, the only thing that's changed is those who have cameras that can broadcast these conversations across the world are now at the table. Right. Because before, mm -hmm. these Trayvon Martin started the cultural conversation about but this was already brutality. it was already a conversation well, we were I, listen we was watching cats getting slammed and, and beat with batons and right i mean Derek chauvin just got charged for something he did years ago to a 14 year old yeah who mm. he had his knee on that boy's neck for 17 minutes wow he just got charged for it no national movement right Oh, because those who have power, who have the ability to mass communicate this stuff, didn't care about this conversation right, right, before. Right. They didn't. So and I, and I think in a lot of ways, as we're trying to filter through like what is the best pathway forward, we're constantly having we're running into this ignorance wall. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And I really feel I, I I feel, and I mean I want you to to, to jump in and, and ask Ruslan the next question, but I I really think it's helpful that you said that let's just see where this goes. Right. Be faithful. That's a word, bro. Right, it is. Be faithful. Do you, boo-boo. And we'll we'll check back in five years from now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it's exactly what was said of the Christians in Acts. Right. It was That's like, don't, don't. If this movement, if is, this from movement God, is real, you're not going to be able to stop it. You're not going to put it down. And if it is not from God, it's eventually going to fade go out. Like the other ones. And here are some of the examples. That's right. Here, this That's guy exactly, came up. Right. He had a, a great movement. <laughs> he, he had a great yeah, time. You know he saying? had a lot of people. And this guy <laughs> fell You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he fell off. Right. One of the things that I love about you, Ruslan, um, is especially what you do with your show is that you have, as we've already discussed, so many people on that have different worldviews, different different views, and you are not scared, like you said, to have conversation with folks that believe differently than you. And um, the reason that I resonate with that so much is because I feel like I'm like that as a person. Like in my everyday life, yeah. I love conversing with people from all different kind of walks of life, all different kind of beliefs. Like that's just the kind of person I am. Like I'm like, man, let's talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, could, I could be at work at a table full of people that I know doesn't believe the stuff that I believe. And I'm like, let's talk. Yes. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? As long as we can do it with, with, with respect and, and civility and in good faith. Like you're not I mean, giving does very well. You're not giving bad faith arguments. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, then I'm all for it, which is why I love watching your stuff. Um, and so one of the things that I always am amazed by is how you handle these conversations and then also how you keep your cool when you hear stuff that's very <laughs> ridiculous. But uh, going into your conversations, man, what is your goal, right? Like, what is the goal that you are always trying to accomplish? I think I think I would say initially it's let me make sure I'm in a solid place personally. So mm. uh, simple things like eating before, <laughs> right? right? If I'm going to have a tough conversation, I don't know if this is scientific, but I think it is. I recently got my testosterone levels tested because I was just curious and I found out my testosterone is like really high, right? And, and in the mornings, it's higher. That's why the doctor has you tested in the morning. So like 8, 9 a.m., your testosterone is like peaking, which is why it's a good idea to work out in the morning, so on and so forth. Right. So my testosterone was like 780 at like 9 a.m., right? And the, the, the further your day goes, the more it, it tinkers off, right? Same thing with your willpower. And so with that, um, I, 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 I 
kind of, I don't say mess around, but I am intentionally, if I'm gonna have a very delicate conversation, I don't wanna do it early in the morning where I'm like, warrior, let's go in. You know what I'm saying? I do it after I've eaten. You're done arguing with your wife and then show up for the show. (laughs) Okay, who we got today? (laughs) I do it after I've eaten. I I usually take a nap before I'm uh, I'm, I'm relaxed and I'm really really doing my best to start from a charitable, honorable place to honor the person's them as an image bearer of God, you know what I mean? And starting there. And, and then as we're going on, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, again, just what, what do you believe? Let's get to the core of what you believe, how it differs from what I think is a reasonable thought. And then, you know, let, let the people decide, like let the people right. decide. And then there's obviously going to be certain people that I have a bias for. And when yeah. I have a bias for people, it's usually when I feel like it's a secondary issue that they're being demonized for. So with a Dr. Eric Mason, I I have a bias for him because I feel like we've taken this secondary issue of woke critical race theory and people have elevated him and it elevated it to a primary issue, question his theology, his contribution to the gospel, uh, as, as a minister, as an elder, and right. now we're, we're weaponizing this mm. against him and dismissing him. So I'm going to naturally be defensive of that, right? Facts, and, 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 facts, and facts. the same way with KBU in the, in the tattoo thing, right? Like I've known you long enough to know how much you love Jesus, to know how yeah. solid of a human you are, how, 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 how faithful you've been. So when someone says something about you and tattoos, like I'm naturally going to get defensive and just see mm. red. And because I think that's different than let's have— uh, a conversation. No, no, no. Now you're taking something. I mean, tattoos is not even a theological issue, in my opinion. Like that's right. like a conviction yeah. issue. And now yes. we're elevating it. And if you want to go off on of my convictions, like I don't drink alcohol. I wake up at five thirty in the morning every day. I, yes. I train hard. Like let's not go off of Ruslan's convictions and project yes, them on the rest of y'all. Because a lot of y'all jokers <laughs> out here eating fast food. You're overweight. Uh-huh. Your skin drinking looks that tequila all right? time a day. <laughs> Ow, no. and, and, and so, um, so I then naturally will get defensive about that. Because I feel like that's a, um, it's a, it's a, it's it's legalistic at that point, right? It's it's, right, fun, right. it's fundamentalism, and that's a trigger for me. Is like when fundamentalism becomes the conversation, just meaning that everything is black and white. Then yeah. I'm like, okay, then then what are we even talking about? Like, because mm. if if it's all gonna go back to what God told you, or I think the scriptures are clear about an unclear issue, then right. it's fundamentalism. Then it's to me, it's not even helpful. To have Facts. a dialogue about it, you know what I mean? But right. I still have the dialogue. Like, I'm going on uh, Sekou's channel Saturday. I've been on his channel, I think, once or twice before. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. I love having people in my life that I can take from critics to coaches. I love yeah. having people in my life that are like this. But then once we actually unpack the ideas and they go, oh, well, you know what? That makes sense. You know, And, my, and, and it really right. is going to go down to, hey, if you disagree with somebody on fill in a blank, systemic racism, tattoos, alcohol, whatever non-essential, non-salvation, non-orthodox issue, don't look down your nose on them and treat them like a JV Christian. Mm. Don't do that. I don't so, and and so with specifically with the Brian Trejo thing, I was super triggered. Like, how dare you? How dare you say go seek wisdom or it's not wise? It's a stumbling block. Like, you don't like fam. You're eating French fries on Instagram Live. <laughs> oh, blah, who blah, are you talking blah, about blah. right now? I you think know, that was the dude that the did tattoo, the tattoo thing. thing. Yeah. Right. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna call you uh, KZ from now on because the way you handled that was very Jay Z esque. <laughs> was it? it? What did I handle it? What did I do? You didn't do nothing. That's the point. <laughs> I'm trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, Jay Z don't do. He don't. That boy don't. Act, yeah. yeah, like you don't even exist. You, you know who knows? Everyone is talking terrible, terrible about me online. You know who knows? Is my mom. What? My mom reads every comment. Yeah, that's see. She and goes that's, on that's YouTube. Frustrating, man. That's, that's and sucks. she brings it to me. So, <laughs> so um, she mentioned the tattoo thing. So mm-hmm. here's the tattoo thing. People are like, what tattoo thing are you talking right. about? KB, go ahead. So. Uh, we are, we've talked about this dude twice. Um, the tattoo artist, this tattoo artist, he's a solid believer. His name's Philip, um, and a uh, big supporter of our music. And, um, it's, he's a, an amazing dude, man. Like he, he, he does, he, what he's trying to do is merge counseling and tattooing into one experience. Right. So, oh, wow. you know, a lot of people uh, find their therapy in, in tattoos, right? And he's, he's, he gets a lot of opportunities to share the gospel, to minister. He said the other day, he was playing our podcast in the shop. And Tadashi was telling the story 
about the loss of his son and the guy, he just texted me right now. He just <laughs> said, uh, my brother just wanted to thank you for yesterday because he gave me a tattoo yesterday. Anyways, mm. dude's listening to it, burst into tears wow. and says, I just lost my father like a couple days ago and I haven't been able to mourn it. And now I feel like it's all coming out. And he mm. was able to minister and, and counsel that dude in the moment before he gives any tattoo. Not that this justifies, you don't have to do this to be a Christian yeah. tattoo, tattoo artist, artist right, right. right? He prays. Yeah. He, he stops before before we before it doesn't matter who's in. They said before we pray, I want to invite the Lord into this session. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's who this dude is. Anyways, that guy came to. Um, he has a, a, a um a travel ink thing that he can do. So he came to our show before the show. He tatted up my my friend and uh, my my drummer, my my um my guitar player. My, my tour manager was trying to get something. I ended up getting my wife's name tatted on my ribs. Uh, he came yesterday. I got um, Coram Deo, live in the presence of God on my knee. Anyways, we put this on Instagram. Uh, the first time he came, which was a week ago, the show we were at a week ago. Mm -hmm. And apparently someone who is pr pretty well known in the Christian hip hop community came on there and, and had a problem with it. Just said that I was pushing tattoos when I should be pushing Jesus or something right, like that. right. But Ruslan texts me, said, hey, man, this is crazy that they're doing it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, brother, man, excuse my ignorance. It's not because the dude's not well known. Right. He may be more, he may be, uh, he may be Ariana Grande <laughs> level. Right. I just am in a rock, you know, under a rock and pretty focused on what's the terrestrial. Right. You know what I'm saying? What right. I, what's in front of me. Uh, and he was like, yo, it's this dude. So he brought me up to speed. But then my mom came. I said, oh, Ruslan just told me about this dude. Right. So anyways, that was the, the context. Yeah. But I just posted the video. My mom texted. My mom called me this morning. By the way, just for context, my mom is like one of my best friends. Oh, yeah. Like your, she's, mom, your mom is awesome. She lives with me. I help take care of her sometimes. She she won't admit that. But uh, she take care of herself. She, she, take, she take care of herself. But um, hey, your mom is also an entrepreneur. Yeah, so. she's an entrepreneur. She's got a sharp mind, godly right. woman. Uh, but anyways... My mom, I talked to my mom this morning. She said, I saw that you that you posted the tattoo guy again. And then <laughs> I made a joke because uh, Mo got another skull on his leg. Uh -huh. So I was like, so I, so I made a uh, snap. I was like, hey, Mo, how does it feel getting the devil's logo on your oh leg? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Ow, no! That mug is up there. And oh, I gosh. don't care because <laughs> oh, God owns skulls, not the devil. Okay? Right, right. So anyways, um... So, yeah, so in that, that whole situation, I think that can segue into what I would love to talk about for the remainder of our conversation. Um, Christian hip-hop, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, there's been a lot of infighting, and which happens within any, any movement. Some sure. of it merit it. Some right. of it is seeming to err on nitpicky. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, dudes will literal, literally, I have on several occasions lost 2,000 followers. On several occasions. Wow. You know what That's I'm saying? Crazy. Dude's been like, yeah, man, it was your album that kept me from leaving my wife and 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 giving my kids up for adoption. And then you and post just, a picture. Of, and then you post a picture of a skull. Now put a picture of a skull. I knew he loved the devil. I knew it was Satan the whole time. All of that sort of kind of in yeah. our movement. As you look from your perspective at Christian hip hop, which I care about deep deeply, what are your concerns, Ruslan? As you mm. think about where we are. As I want to give you a time to kind of address that uh, for the remainder of our conversation. Yeah, Christian hip hop is always going to be an overflow of Christendom, in my opinion. So it's going to be the 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 wide spectrum of Christianity, but in a more condensed pocket of people. And then you you then you really see all of the tension of Christendom play out in in this like microcosm of this Christian rap community. Right. Right. So I think it's an overflow of the issues in the church. And so specifically with, with Christian hip hop, I, I think, wow, this is why we can't have nice things. That's where mm. my mind goes. Like, mm. this is why we can't have nice things in Christian hip hop is because in, instead of, and this is why I, I, I hammer on, like, what are the essentials of the faith? Like, forget whether you're a Pentecostal or a Calvinist, forget all these, like, if you just knew the essentials of the faith, you could be way more relaxed and yeah. way more gracious and compassionate to people you may disagree with. And so I think Christian hip hop as a whole 
I mean, where else are you going to get people to come together, bro, that are far Pentecostal and and super reformed and be right. in the same comment section or at the same show? Where right, else are you right. going to get folks that are hyper conservative and also lean more liberal because they of their of their environments of their wow. you know the, the the families they were br- brought up in, right? Because a lot of times folks just take on the theology of their community or of their family, right, or yeah. their politics. Their th- now you got everybody in the same room, right. and and you're not really in the same room. You're in this little social room. Right. Communication is ninety percent nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I almost majored in communication in in, in college. Ninety percent nonverbal. So that means the majority is tone, facial expressions, right, right, all these other things, and everybody's just commenting and texting. And and then you get what you get. Like you get this weird toxic culture because there's different groups from different pockets coming together. There's 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 uh, lack of communication. There's la- lack of understanding how someone's going to perceive you and what the, how this is actually going to come off. Right. And and it, and, it, and it isn't the most helpful. And so my my heart would just be simply. Let's just focus on the gospel. And Ooh. by the gospel, I mean like the essentials of the faith. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. First Corinthians chapter 15, Ephesians chapter 2, John chapter 3, right? And I keep hammering this home right. over and over. And then if we could focus on the gospel, then we don't. I don't have to look down on anybody who has different convictions. And they shouldn't look down on me. If I, if I have folks that are Seventh-day Adventists and they really are passionate about the Sabbath, respect Man, that's a great discipline to live your life by. We can fellowship. And I have Seventh-day Adventists that, that I fellowship with. Respect. Okay, but the moment you look at me and say, Ruslan, you're in sin, or right. you're immature, or you're JV Christian, right. we've now crossed into fundamentalism. Right. And and I think we got to get away from and every camp does it. It's not it's it's not I thought I thought it was just a Christian rap thing. It's not just a Christian rap thing. And it's not just a Calvinist thing cuz that and that's what I had to get checked on this week by uh Dr. Flowers, who's an ex-Calvinist, and by Dr. Eric Mason, who's a you know, leans that way still. Sure. It's sure. not a Calvinist thing. This is a, a spectrum across the board is we take our convictions, we project them onto the the larger community right. and mm-hmm. we and, and and it's been embedded in Christian hip hop from the beginning. Like it's mm. always been our way or the highway. It's right. this yes. way or that way. And I think we should be way more charitable, way more gracious yeah. and patient, yep. man. So word. engaging with uh, uh, a guy like Chance, right? Like, I don't co-sign everything Chance does. Sure, sure. But goodness gracious, like, listen to his interview with Kerr Franklin. Tell me you don't hear a heart for God in that brother. Like, sure, right, right. Sure. Be patient Literally. with him, man. Like, I yeah. wish he wouldn't post, like, the local... A Chicago rapper that's at a strip club song on his IG. I wish he wouldn't do that, but sure, you can't tell me that dude doesn't love Jesus. It's right. gonna take time. It's gonna exactly. take time for him right. to pride. Justin Bieber, whoever. And again, if we go into the Christian hip hop circle, the same thing. There's brothers in the Christian hip hop circle that may smoke weed, that may do this. I'm gonna preach the gospel to them and say, "Hey, man, you know God's heart is for you to be restored, and right. maybe instead of you self medicating, you go see a therapist." Maybe yeah. you go deal with this thing so that you don't have to feel like you need to do this. Or maybe, hey, check out this workout regimen. Change your eating. Right. So I think I'm hopeful if right. we can if we can just get away from fundamentalism. I'm also hopeful if we see more brothers doing what you guys are doing, which is using new media in mm-hmm. a way that's different and not waiting for people to put you on, not waiting for a Lecrae shout out, Come on, not bro. waiting to be on the Reach Summer playlist, mm-hmm. not waiting for anybody to do anything for you, but to go and did it. And that's why I admire a Brian Trejo and Kingdom Music and all those brothers is because they, dope. most people, folks don't even know who they are. And right. they went out and built a whole movement. I love it. On new media. Yeah. If we can do that, we'll be in a great. So we need more YouTubers. We need more podcasters. Yes, we need more right. influencers. We need yes. more people who are entrepreneurial, fit, fitness people, all these different things, because that's going to get us out of this little Rapzilla Reach Records echo chamber Facts. of these hundred or two hundred thousand people. You pull back and you're like, there's way more people here that would love what we do if they know it existed. And that's Facts. what I'm finding right. it with YouTube. There's folks that have no idea about Christian rap, but they, they're they coming back to my old catalog and loving my music because I'm providing value in a different format. That's dope, bro. Mm. That's so good, man. That's, that's a really word, good. bro. That's a word. As you was talking, it made me think about um, what St. Augustine said, um, that in the essentials we have unity, in the non-essentials we have liberty, and in all things we have charity. Right. That Amen. that that literal the literal heart of any chance of us being able to sustain a movement is that I have to have grace 
on the things that are not blocking you from getting into heaven, bro. Amen. I think God is going to give you a tattoo test when you get to heaven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh what a point. You would have made it here, KB. But yeah, you were, you were, you were so close. Thigh. Ah, sorry, man. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Um, Peter, I'll close the gate. <laughs> Come on, Peter, get in here. <laughs> and I think that's a really, really good word, man. And mm-hmm. I, I love the. And I'm going to say this, and then, and then we'll, we'll we'll close up here. But brother, I think what you said needs to be seriously considered by anyone that considers that that is a part of our community. Is how do we expand? creating new media, new outlet that is not dependent on any one person or movement. Right. But we get ultra faithful with our tribe, bro. Mm-hmm. And we make the best, the, the best kind of music, the best kind of videos, the best whatever, bro. Because I'm going to, I'm going to say this and, and I, I mean, unless you want to have the last no, word. I, um, there's a couple documentaries being made on Christian hip hop right now. And, uh, and I've, I've been brought into a little bit of the, uh, the conversations, and um, I got a chance to go spend some time with my first pastor. I still consider him uh, one of my pastors, Pastor Tommy Colonin, um, at Crossover Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tell um, Crossover Church is is central, bro, to the Christian hip hop movement. Yes. You don't have a KB without Crossover because I was discovered at Flavor Fest, which was at Crossover Church, the right. festival that they put on. Uh, Tommy, and let's not get pastor, a lot of people were discovered yeah, at Flavor yeah, yeah, Fest. I, that, this, this, I'm just gonna give you two. I, I, I'm one of them. So, like, I, Pastor Tommy literally shut down all... So, it was a festival at his church. He shut down all the stages and made Lecrae's team watch me perform by putting me on before them. Mm. And Because he, he felt that if they saw me, they, they would be drawn into HGA. Wow. Right. So, Pastor, Tom, Pastor Tommy did that. But the same thing happened eight, nine years before that with Mr. Lecrae Moore. Mm-hmm. Mm. Lecrae went to Flavor Fest as an attender. And his album was heard by Tommy and DJ Official and Tone. And right. Tone and, and Official were best friends. And Pastor Tone was a pastor at Crossover. Right. Okay. Wow. And, and they are the folks that did. Cross-movement. They, they delivered him to Cross-movement. Right. Wanted to go talk to Pastor Tommy about that. And he opened up this. Um, he said he felt that, that, and I agree that the Lord had even organized the time we had to talk about this. Because he opened up this cabinet, bro, mm. that was basically like the definitive history of Christian hip-hop, bro. <laughs> And he gave me this, um, it was called the Who's Who in Christian Hip Hop Resource Directory. Okay. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and it was uh, authored and edited by uh, editor in chief was this, this um, artist called Lady J that had a literal directory, bro. Wow. A literal directory of everyone that's in Christian hip hop, who they <laughs> are, what label they're a part of. This is before you, before. This is before we knew who Reach Records was, 116, any of that. Mm. It was festivals, magazines, right. managers, promoters, labels, making a living. And might I add, it was for, an industry. For my woke S brothers and sisters, it was a bunch of black and brown people employed there, too. Mm. Yes. And uh-huh. Christian hip hop was literally like, like, like what we are saying we want to see in broader culture was happening in full. In Christian wow. hip hop. You had sure people was. making a living. From our community. Yes. For our community. Building companies, building labels, building that. media companies, graphic design. I remember every yes. people were building all kind of stuff, yes. and the majority of them were people of color. Yes, mm. yes. I remember. And, and this is a much longer conversation. But what happened is what happens in any, any movement when things begin to centralize into one thing. Mm. And, and, I, and I can't, uh, this is not to point any finger because I'm a part of it, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm a part of the hungry mouths at the top that basically are <laughs> absorbing all of the attention. You're standing in a doorway and light is shining into this room and there's a hundred dudes behind you that are better than you, okay? Right. But the light can't get in past you because you're standing in the doorway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that that doorway got filled more and more and more. And then the people that were in the room, if I can continue this analogy, started to believe that their destiny was somehow trying to get a little bit of light that may go around the big guy as mm. opposed to leaving the room, yeah. starting your own thing that isn't dependent on getting a shout out mm. or being centralized somewhere else. So we need that kind of innovation because that's what we had in the beginning. Movements yeah. continue when they learn how to restart themselves, bro. Mm-hmm. Wow. And restarting means beginning to do the things that you did in the beginning and becoming what you were at the beginning. And what we were at the beginning is exactly what you were calling that we become now, which is a, 
centralized in our convictions, in our ethic, in our mission, but man, scattered in our audience and 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 the production of all kinds of different um, platforms, and then collaborating with those. I was going to say mm, the collaboration. I think is important too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because what 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 would what would stump that out is instead of cross collaborating, folks recognize something valuable that somebody else has and they try to absorb it. Yes, which so, is what so, has happened. So, which is what yes. happened. Maybe not on purpose. Right. But that's yeah. what I think we have to also watch out for. We need to be pushing and yes. platforming each other, not saying, oh, what you have is good. How can I use that for my thing and absorb it? And it becomes mine now. And it becomes it's a monopoly. mine now. Right. Yes. Right. right. Or what you got is good, but I don't want to put flame on it because it may detract from what I got going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't want right. to I wanna mm. wanna I don't wanna add to it. Let me let me let me let me ask you yeah, this. Let in. me ask you this. Do you think that comes from a scarcity mindset? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's two things. I think that it's the scarcity mindset. Um, and I also just think not to not to sound all black and white here, but I think it just comes from straight out, flat out sinful greed. Wow. Two of those things mixed mixing with Call each other. The devil the, a liar. The, the greed that we have to say, I want all that I can get, nobody else. And then the scarcity mindset of I've never had anything, so now that I have it, I have to push, 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 push because somebody else may come and take it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's facts, bro. Um, I think it's, if both of those things working together, you have a recipe for like keeping people out. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, so, I never had anything, so I need to protect what I have. Oh. Everybody else is a threat. Hold and, on one second. Let me say, yeah. Ruslan, one of the tenets of, I'm sorry we keep bringing critical race theory because we had to study it yeah. because y'all made us study it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Care about this crap. But one of their tenets, because they do say things that are right. One yeah. of the things that they said was right is that that people in power typically don't create laws for those who are not in power unless that law benefits them. Yeah. And it's called interest convergence. In interest convergence. Right. Interest convergence is also a Christian hip-hop problem. It's a, it's a, it's a, a man problem. Right. Because it is like, oh, yeah, I'll help you. I'll give you a platform as long as I can see how it directly makes me look better. Right. Mm -hmm. or, so for, yeah. or if I don't have to do a lot of work to, to show you love. Like if I don't have to sacrifice anything. That's right. If it benefits me yes. and if it doesn't cost me too yes. much, mm. then that's when that it could work. That that's, boy Flame, hey, right. that boy Flame one year, he was like, we were talking about something. And, I, and, and somebody was saying like, well, you know. This big rapper gave me a shout out. You know what I'm saying? He said he, he was rocking with my stuff. He ain't have to do that, man. He got he got a million followers, blah, blah, blah. And Flame was like, bro, that's not power, cuz. Power is that he texts you the number to the dude that got him on Jimmy Fallon. That's power. You know what I'm saying? Right. Wow. That, doing something that costs you something. I'm not talking about a retweet or a post. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's easy. But uh, anyways, yeah, it's yeah. kind of what you're saying. Go ahead, Ruslan. And, and, and now I was just going to say, just, just to tie that in, I was just going to say, I think that's why imagination and seeing what other people are doing could be so powerful. You know what right, I mean? Right, and that's right. why, whether it's like, I don't know if y'all kept up with like, there was a, like a bona fide revival that happened on TikTok last year of Christian influencers exploding on TikTok. That's amazing. Explicitly that's preaching the gospel to the Gen wow. Z. And it's wild to think about that there's multiple, probably dozens, if not hundreds of Christian TikTokers with, millions of followers yeah. on TikTok yeah. that are, yeah. I'm not talking like cool, I'm explicitly overtly Jesus, Christian. Jesus, right. Jesus, and Jesus. There's TikTok Christian TikTok rappers that built entire careers that Rapzilla doesn't know about with hundreds of thousands of followers, hundreds of thousands of monthly listeners on Spotify because of TikTok. Wow. And I think that that's the part where, again, when it comes to scarcity abundance, sometimes I don't think we understand how many people are in the world mm. and it, there's there's after covid the they said the the process of technology was fast pasted by 2 to 3 years in terms of getting wow. everybody on technology right now half of humans in the in the world right are on social media dang that's like, crazy to think like about actively half on social of media half of humanity which is which is oh, so on social media. three billion uh, three three billion four billion people somewhere in that ballpark. We I don't think the last time I checked was seven eight billion people. That's a yeah. lot of people to think about. So if there's three billion people on social media, and going gold is five hundred thousand sales, going platinum is a million sales. Those numbers or charting on Billboard as number one or whatever right. whatever vanity metric we want to acknowledge as success. Sure. 
aren't as aren't as far out there when we really think about how many people are out there, how many people would be willing to get behind a KB, behind a Southside Rabbi, behind a Brian Trejo, behind right, a right. Ruslan. And I think when I look at that, when I look at the math, and I don't and I don't go back to my 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 lizard brain or my depravity brain. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah, go back yeah. to my scarce. I'm afraid. Right. Let me hold it off on myself natural tendency when i look at the math i look at the numbers i look at the opportunity the world is way bigger way broader and way more fertile than we think it is sure Mm -hmm. and i think that's why we we need to uh just just know what's going on and i think that's why hga is successful i think that's why what you guys are doing is successful there's multiple people out here getting it man and uh and i just i i wish we could see it christian hip-hop or just christians like i wish christians could see it because there's a lot of opportunity out there and there's no you don't have to create this false dilemma of like live the gospel or be successful. I think that's a that's a dead dilemma. Like you could be you could do both right now mm, mm. and I want to stir people to do both right now. Wow. Right. It's powerful. 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 That's good, man. Ruslan, thank you so much for coming on today, man. Um, we love you. This will be one of many. Yes, Thanks, for sure. brother. Hey, y'all go stream Church Clap, man. Listen. <laughs> yeah. I need KB oh, to, so to, to get gold. Yeah. So, to get a hey, gold plaque. So no chains in Church Clap are almost gold. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, and in fact, I thought they were gold. Remember I texted you, I was like, bro, I can't believe it. Like, I got two gold records. Oh, okay. And, uh, and then... The whatever they the RIAA the or whatever, RIAA, yeah yep. they were like yeah we don't certify um, streams outside of the United States uh, so oh. I, if, if if we could if we could do my worldwide streams I'm it would be way gold. in the gold right 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 I'm like six hundred thousand records sold right mm. but if it's just America that mug drops <laughs> down to like four hundred and three seventy five hey. so hey, um, you get it you get it. We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll y'all see. Y'all play church clap in y'all cars all weekend, just, man. Just, just, just keep it on repeat. Church clap, church clap, church clap. Church clap, let me hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ruslan. We love you, brother. Thank yes, you for, man. for shedding light on us, man. And and um, and we uh, look forward to more conversations in the future, my guy. For sure. Appreciate you. Man, we want to thank y'all for joining uh, this last episode of Southside Rabbi with our boy Ruslan. Yes, sir. Make sure that y'all follow us on social media, Southside Rabbi on Instagram, Southside Rabbi on Twitter. And also make sure you guys follow our homie Ruslan. I think he's Ruslan KD. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Um, And also... Make sure to consider becoming a patron, man. On our Patreon, we have a whole bunch of different tiers. You get behind-the-scenes bonus content, block parties with master us. Classes. Master classes. Last master class, we had Dr. Jarvis Williams come Doctor. in and teach on Galatians chapter 1. So you don't want to miss that. And he's one that. of the world's leading scholars in Galatians. Oh, and Paul, he's a pa- just a little flex. Yes, he's, he's, a, little he's flex. a beast, man. Pauline scholar. So uh, we love y'all. We'll catch y'all later. Southside Rabbi. Bow. Bow. Bow.